Before I moved to Texas, I owned a detailing company in Oregon. And from running this detailing company, I learned a lot about why small details mattered. I remember when I first started out, I was a pretty terrible detailer and I would know the basic stuff. I would know the big steps, but then there were the smaller things that you can only know through experience that I really started to learn over time. And these smaller things, they were just little things. They were like, hey, how do we clean these cup holders correctly? Or how do we clean this window to make sure it looks as pristine as possible? Or how do we get rid of this? How do we get rid of that? Different things in the cars. And over time, you just learn this stuff. And the reality was, is over the years, I realized that the small things were what really mattered. The small things added up to become the big things. And these small details were the things that when the customer came to pick up their car, they went, wow, I can't believe you guys got that out. Or wow, the car looks amazing. And it was really the small things that made the big difference. And that's what I wanna talk to you guys about today is little things that go a long way. And these are a couple things that I've just picked up on in my own life of little things that people almost just look past, but really they go a long way when you put them into practice and when you put them into effect and when you do them consistently. And so I want to talk about five things today. And the first thing I want to do is start out with a story. And this is actually a recent story, uh, just happened honestly a few weeks ago. So I started going to Baylor and I walk into my Christian scriptures class for the very first time. And I walk in, I sit down, the professor takes role and he gets my name. Uh, class goes on, everything's normal. I go home, blah, blah, blah. I come in the next day and he immediately goes, Isaiah, so good to see you. Thanks for joining us. And I'm, I'm a little bit like taken aback because all of my other professors that day had gone, oh, oh sorry, remind me your name. Remind me your name. Remind me your name. I'm, I'm still learning names. But he was on it. He was on it. He was like, Isaiah, so good to see you. Go ahead, take a seat. And I think this small thing of remembering people's names goes a really long way. Um, for example, like this is almost stating the obvious, but I know all of my friends' names. And you, you might be like, okay, Isaiah, wh why does it matter that you know all of your friends' names? Well, okay, let's think about this for a second. If you want to build a real connection with somebody, you're going to have to know their name first. If you want to build a real connection with somebody, you're going to have to know their name first. Because if you know all your friends' names and you have a real connection with all your friends, or let's say maybe, maybe you have fake friends, but let's say just for the sake of the ar argument that you have a real connection with them, then you're going to know their name. And so if we want to be building connections and if we want to make people feel appreciated and we want to make others the priority, then we're going to have to start remembering names. And I commonly hear, I commonly hear like, oh, no, 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 I, I'm just so bad at remembering names. Like, sorry, guys, I'm, I'm just bad at remembering names. Yeah, I am too, until I made it a priority. I was bad at remembering names too, until I made it a priority, until I entered every conversation and I went, Elena, Elena, Elena or whatever their name is, whatever their name is, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. 
and I'm repeating this in my head. I'm re repeating this in my head. And then I go and let's say, let's say uh, it's a hard name to remember. Maybe I'm writing it down. Sorry. I didn't, people might see that as creepy, but no, I'm, I'm going and I'm memorizing it and I'm writing it down to, re to remember their name because I know if I see them again, I want to be able to say, Hey, Mikey, how are you doing? Good to see you again. Uh, and then there, there's so many ways you can do it. Like you can repeat it, you can write it down, you can use it in the conversation. That that's another really nice thing to do is like they say their name, and then and then you use their name in the conversation. Uh, what do you think about this, Hillary? Right? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, or another really like creative option, especially if it's it's if it's a girl that you might like, get their phone number. Get their phone number or a girl or a guy that you might like. Um, or even if you don't like them, even if you want to just be friends with them, get their phone number because then you will know not only their name, you'll know their last name and how to spell their name. So I don't know. There's a little life hack for you guys on how to remember names, get their phone number. All right. Number two, number two, here we go. Second story. So, this story is coming from a couple years ago. I was honestly like debating with my faith at this point. I was like, oh, is God real? Like, is this really legit? Is Christianity really something that I want to follow? And I had grown up my entire life listening to sermons. I had listened. I'd gone to church all, all the Sundays of my life. I had um, listened to stuff with my parents. And so I had grown up around listening to sermons and listening to people preach about the Bible, but I had never opened up the Bible myself. And the craziest thing happened when I started reading my Bible, and that was Jesus transformed my life. That's really when I started to build a relationship with Jesus. That's really when I began to say I, I was following Jesus was when I opened up my Bible and I started reading the word because it went from, I'm listening to secondary sources about the Bible. Now I'm looking at the primary source and I'm looking at the real truth. And so the second little thing that goes a long way is read a chapter of the Bible every day. I promise you it will transform your life. I cannot speak highly enough about this. I just want to read a few stats. This is people who read um, not once a day, four days or more per week, okay? So my challenge is, hey, read, read a chapter per day. This is people who read four days or more per week. Loneliness drops 30%. Anger issues drop 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing porn drops 61%. Sharing your faith jumps 200% and discipling others jumps 230%. So the people who say reading your Bible does not make a difference are absolutely wrong. They're absolutely wrong. These are some of the craziest stats I have ever seen. This works better than any medicine I've ever seen. This works better than any other treatment I've ever seen is reading your Bible. And it's just wild. So... 
my challenge to you, this is, this is the one that's actually not really a little thing. This is like, hey, this is a big thing. This is a big thing that's going to make a big difference. Read a chapter of the Bible every day. All right, number three. Here we go. Uh, this, this story comes from a couple days ago. I was on campus and I was just walking around and there was these guys, they were shooting a video and they were like, hey, do you want to be in the video? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I got to be in their video and it was awesome. But I told them afterwards, I said, you know what? There are so many people who tell me, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, I'm going to do that. And you guys are actually out here doing it. And I am so freaking impressed that you guys are actually out here doing the thing instead of just talking about it. And so the third thing I want to talk about is just do it. It's Nike's slogan and it's the best slogan ever. Just do it. I'm, I am tired of hearing people talk about what they want to do. Just go out and do it. Go out and take action. Uh, I mean, me personally, like w one thing I'm working on is like, I'm trying to get better at meaning what I say, which, which means like, I'm also trying to be the number one person that follows through with what they're going to, or what they say they're going to do. I want to be the number one person that follows through what, with what they say they're going to do. Um, one way to do this is by speaking less about what I'm going to do. I might just not tell you what I'm going to do because then I don't have to commit to anything. Like let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Um, but thinking about the thing is not doing the thing. Talking about the thing is not doing the thing. Preparing to do the thing is not doing the thing. Listening about the thing is not doing the thing. Doing the thing is doing the thing. Doing the thing is not, is, is doing the thing. There's like all over Instagram right now, we, we see like three hour ice bath, uh, meditation morning routines. It's like, what, what if you just actually started working? What if you actually went and did the things you were supposed to do? What if you actually did the things that you said you were going to do? What if you actually went out and stopped procrastinating and just did it? Like, it, this is a little thing, but it's like, it's just training your brain to be like, no, 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 I don't need to do these extra, I don't need to clean the house right now. The reality is, is I need to go out and do what I said I was going to do today. Oh, I, I said that I was going to get work done. Okay. I'm going to get work done. I said I was going to get homework done. Okay. I'm going to go get homework done. Oh, I said I was going to go and meet this person for coffee. Okay. I'm going to meet this person for coffee. Let your yes be a yes and a no be a no. Okay. So that also means like, don't overcommit. That also means like, and this was one thing that I, I had to work on. And this was one thing that I had to focus on, um, this, this past few months is like, I'm, I'm really good at going all in on a lot of things. And the reality is, is you can't go all in on a lot of things. And so I had to pick a few things that I wanted to go all in on. Okay. Fourth thing. This one's a bit more personal. So about a year ago, I struggled with a lot of anxiety. I went through a couple panic, panic attacks. And this was something that was like really real. It was something that was really hard to get through. It was something that I had never experienced before. 
and uh, before then, I thought people were kind of just like BSing about anxiety. They were like, "Oh yeah, I have anxiety," and I was like, oh, "Okay, what does that even mean?" And then I and then I got anxiety, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this freaking sucks! Like this sucks! This is terrible." Um, some of the worst stuff I've gone through, and I'm not I'm not trying to shed uh, light on anybody's experiences that are super bad, but like anxiety like if you have anxiety or if you've had anxiety like you know what i'm talking about it it sucks it's it's not fun it's not fun um but it, it taught me something very important and uh one verse that i would concentrate on during that time was was matthew 6:34 it's talking a uh, Jesus is talking about before, like, hey, like, if I, I'm caring for the birds and I'm caring for the plants, like, why wouldn't I care for you? Um, and Matthew six thirty four says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so, so this fourth thing is like, hey, like, stay present. Like, and this is a reminder to myself as much as you guys, like, hey, stay present. It's time to like like you can't change the past future hasn't arrived yet so the best thing you can do is stay present you can't change the past the future hasn't arrived yet so i guess the best thing to do is is to focus on the present um and this this also links back to my third point of like just get it done you can't get stuff done when you're living in the past you can't get stuff done when you're focusing on the future you can only get stuff done when you are living in the present that because in the present, that's where you take actions. In the present, that's where you're doing stuff. In the present, that's where you are. So stay present. And Jesus is saying that. And so I'm not I'm not saying like, hey, don't plan ahead. Don't cast a vision for for your business. Don't cast a vision for for your life. I'm not saying that. Like, get that done. You can you can plan ahead. And and I'm not saying, hey, don't reflect and learn from the past. What I'm saying is, is like, hey, there's a point where the devil is trying to shame you and guilt you and say you're a terrible person for what you did in the past. And that's what I'm saying is, hey, that that's a lie from the enemy. You need to get past that. Like, like you're looking at the past. You need to get past that. Anyways, focus on the present. Hey, okay. Those are lies from the enemy. That, that shame, that, like, let it go. Let it go. Pray it away. Um. And then focusing on the future, like it's okay to plan ahead, but there's a fine line between planning and worrying. There's a fine line between planning and worrying. And so it's like, rather than worrying, you're okay to plan, but like there, there's a point where you got to go, hey, we got to put the brakes on. We got to put the brakes on because I'm here to live my life and I'm here to spread the gospel and I'm here to do stuff for the glory of God. And I can't do that by worrying about the future. So we're going to put the brakes on. When you live in the present, you live a fulfilling life. If you want to get stuff done, if you want to build relationships, if you want to abide in Christ, if you want to do any action, it happens in the present. Period. One thing my youth pastor did that I really, he's the young adults pastor now, Jonathan, 
that I really looked up to was he would always leave a chair open wherever he was. So if he was in church, he would leave a chair open maybe at the end of the pew. Or if he was going out to dinner, he would leave a chair open uh, just in case somebody arrived late. If he was at youth group or young adults, he would leave a chair open in case somebody needed to sit next to their group. And this small action of leaving a chair open, I think is like such a good form of hospitality because first of all, people go where they're appreciated. And so if you're, if you're already saying like, Hey, you're welcome here. Hey, like you belong here. Like people are going to go where they're appreciated. And so first of all, your desire has to be in the right place. And your desire has to be to bring more people around you. I don't think you should be closed off. Um, there is, sorry, we, we can go into that later, but like, Hey, people go where they're appreciated. Um, so what if you could be the person that makes the other person feels, feel welcome because we've all been that person that feels lonely. We've all been that person that walks in a room and doesn't know anybody. We've all been that person that feels a little bit worried. And maybe you're that person right now. And, and like, trust me, people are there for you. Like people are there and they're searching for you. You have to search back, but Hey, let's say you're the person that does have connections. You are the person that has friends. Like what if you could be the person that, that makes that lonely person feel welcome? What if you could be that person that makes the person who doesn't know anybody feel welcome? Like, Hey, Hey, come sit by me. Hey, Hey, do you want to go out to lunch today? You want to go out to coffee? Like that. This is Hebrews 13 two. do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's wild. That's nuts. So those are the five things. Um, in conclusion, the first thing is, hey, like remember names. They go a lot farther than you think. That small thing of remembering somebody's name and memorizing it makes them feel appreciated. It makes them feel known. It makes them feel like, oh, hey, like this person wants to build a connection with me. Number two, read a chapter of the Bible daily. It'll change your life. Like, no joke. And if you don't believe me, just do it. If you don't believe me, just do it. Read a chapter of the Bible daily. Trust me, it'll change your life. Number three, what I just said, just do it. Just take action. Just take action. Number four, stay present, right? That's where God wants us. God wants us in the present. God wants us focused on the present. Number five, leave a chair open. Practice some hospitality. And what you guys will realize is that when you put these five things into practice, um, they're not actually little things because they, they do make a big difference. So possibly maybe just pick one of these for the week, either remembering names, reading a chapter of the Bible. I would start with that, reading a chapter of the Bible, if you're not already doing that, taking action, staying present, leaving a chair open. Maybe start with one of them. Maybe start with all of them. I don't really care. I don't control your life. Maybe do none of them, but then you're kind of just wasting your time listening to me. Like if you, if you don't put any of these into effect, you just wasted uh, 20 minutes of your life. 
I just want you to know that you wasted 20 minutes of your life if you did not if you don't put any of these into effect. So you might as well put one of them into effect. Or uh, let's say you do all of them, then th this is just a good reminder for you. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Peace out.